Hello and welcome to episode 50 of the Not Just a Lawyer podcast. I'm Sarah Avery of Sarah Avery Legal Practice and today will be a short and sweet episode talking about what it means to be struck off or struck off the role of solicitors or removed from the role. You might have heard these terms lately because there is a little bit of publicity around lawyer X being removed from the role of solicitors in Victoria. So I'm here to explain really briefly what that actually means. I'm really lucky to be recording this podcast on the traditional lands of the Ngunnawal people and I pay my respects to their elders past and present. I've got some construction noise in the background and that's just inevitable these days unfortunately. You might recall from my episode on noise that there is a big complex being built near me and it's just something I can't avoid. So I can't even apologise for it, it's just a fact of life. Let's get into the meat and bones of this episode. So you may have heard recently that Lawyer X has been struck off the role of Victorian solicitors. But you might be thinking, what is this role? What does this actually mean? Well, every state and territory in Australia actually has a physical role, like a roll call at school, with the name of every solicitor that has been admitted to practice written on it. Admitted to practice means the Supreme Court of the state or territory has said you are A-OK to be a lawyer in this state or territory. And there are really similar rules about that in all the different Australian jurisdictions. So I'm looking at the New South Wales law at the moment just to give us a good example um, of what sort of things are required for admission to practice as a lawyer in New South Wales. This is not everything, this is just a brief overview. So the Legal Profession Uniform Law of New South Wales, Section 16, talks about admission and it says, and I'm paraphrasing, the Supreme Court may admit a person aged over 18 years or 18 years or over to the legal profession, but only if the designated local regulatory authority has provided the Supreme Court with a compliance certificate, and that's still in force, and the person is not already admitted to the Australian legal profession and the person takes an oath of office or makes an affirmation of office in the form required by the Supreme Court. So what does this mean? Well, there's every state or territory has a regulatory or licensing body that looks at whether a person is a fit and proper person to be a lawyer. So that's one of the key things. To get admitted to the role of solicitors, to be on that roll call, you need to be a fit and proper person. And then you need to... Um, during your admission ceremony, you actually need to take an oath or make an affirmation. Um, and generally, it's been a while since I've been admitted and it's been a couple of years since I moved someone's admission. But basically, you're solemnly swearing or affirming to act honestly. And there are a few other bits and pieces that you're promising to do. But it's basically a promise um, to sort of uphold the law, the rules of the court and to behave in a proper way. So to be a lawyer, you need to have been judged by sort of a regulatory body as being fit and proper and then you actually need to make a solemn promise to the court to uphold the values required of a solicitor. So when someone is no longer seen as a fit and proper person, and I'm not going to go into how that happens, but basically 
there's usually an inquiry done by the regulator. So um, in the ACT, the ACT Law Society is the regulator. In other states and territories, there might be an Office of Legal Services or a Legal Services Commissioner who do that inquiry. Um, and then if it's a really serious matter, which matters involving someone perhaps getting struck off the roller, it usually goes to another body um, to make a decision. So for example, in the ACT, um, the ACAT or the Supreme Court might be looking at the conduct that's alleged against the person. And if there are findings that it's really serious, then there might follow um, an application to have a person struck off the roll. That is just a hodgepodge, really simple paraphrasing of how it works. So in New South Wales, for example, um, Section 22 of the Legal Profession Uniform Law talks about the Supreme Court role and it says the Supreme Court must maintain a role of Australian lawyers for this jurisdiction containing the names and other relevant particulars, that just means their details, of persons admitted by the court, whether conditionally or without conditions. Um, so the court can actually admit people onto the role with conditions. Sometimes this happens when someone wants to apply um, to be admitted as a lawyer, but there are things that are known about them that doesn't make them not fit or proper, but it might make it a challenge for them to perform the duties um, without conditions put on them. So, for example, in the past I've said that sometimes people with a known sort of serious alcohol problem or mental health problem who are decent people excellent at the law, they might need conditions put on to ensure that they are receiving the appropriate counselling or psychological or psychiatric treatment or medication. Um, and that's really for the protection of the public. Um, it's not to punish the person, the lawyer involved at all. It is just to make sure that they're able to fulfil the role, um, that they're obviously fit and proper to do, and they're academically capable of doing but they just need a bit of extra sort of help and guidance um, and oversight so that might be why conditions would get put on. So let's talk about removal from the Supreme Court role and again I'm just looking at the New South Wales Act just as a bit of um, a guideline it's one that I've chosen arbitrarily so the legal profession uniform law section 23 talks about removal from the Supreme Court role the Supreme Court may order the removal of the name of a person from the role on its own motion. That means it knows something um, and it thinks that it's appropriate the person gets removed from the role or on the recommendation of the local regulatory authority or on the recommendation of the designated tribunal. So I mentioned before that there are regulatory bodies and often big decisions about people's behaviour as lawyers goes to a tribunal or a court to determine what happened and is it professional misconduct? Is it unsatisfactory professional conduct? Like where does it fit on the spectrum of bad behaviour? So it might be that the regulatory authority makes an application in the Supreme Court to have someone's name removed from the role, or it might be um, on the recommendation of a tribunal that has heard about the person's conduct and made a decision and thinks it's so serious that their name should be taken off the role. It's pretty unusual for a Supreme Court to remove someone's name on its own motion. It would have to be something so notorious, well-known, absolutely beyond any scope of a doubt um, for them to take that step. 
because it's such a serious one, it removes someone literally from the role of solicitors. It means that they can't practice as a solicitor. It takes away someone's profession. It takes away someone's livelihood. And the reason that people are removed from the role is generally not to punish them. It is ultimately for the protection of the public. And that, in fact, public protection is the purpose of all of the disciplinary processes for um, lawyers all around Australia. It's not for punishment, it's for public protection because of the recognition that lawyers are a profession um, who assist people who are usually in a spot of bother. So it really recognises that relationship of trust that needs to be there um, and that the members of the public need to be able to trust lawyers generally. So the Supreme Court is able to remove someone's name from the role of solicitors. They need to be satisfied that it's appropriate that the person is removed from that role and the sorts of things that would lead to that are that someone's no longer a fit and proper person to be a lawyer. So in the case of Lawyer X in Victoria, it has become known through the Royal Commission that Lawyer X appears to have breached the duty of confidentiality to her clients and appears to have been in a position of conflict in relation to her own interests and the interests of her clients. I won't go into it much further than that, but it seems beyond doubt that that is what has happened and that it happened over a long period of time and in particularly serious circumstances and by that I mean circumstances where her clients were risking substantial jail terms um, because they were not aware that she was breaching their confidentiality and they didn't know that they had hired a lawyer who was acting not with their best interests in mind, but rather it's difficult to say whose interests she was acting in, perhaps the Victorian police, perhaps her own, perhaps a combination of many, many factors. It's just really difficult to fathom um, how someone could come to do that, given the very fundamental duties that are drilled into law students and young lawyers and old lawyers through their entire profession of confidentiality and avoiding conflicts of interest. So because that is so well known, um, a few days ago at the time of my recording this, um, on the 19th of October, the Victorian Supreme Court removed her name from the role of solicitors and they did so pretty much as soon as they were asked to do so. They saw value in doing it expeditiously, that means speedily or, you know, promptly, and, and that's because of the notoriety um, of the conduct of Lawyer X, which made her no longer fit and proper to be a lawyer on the role of Solicitors of Victoria. So hopefully this has given you a bit of an explanation of what the role is and what it means to be struck off. It's like you turned up to class one day and your name was no longer on the list of people in that classroom, except obviously which much, with much more serious consequences. Um, your name is literally struck off a list. That list is also known as a roll. I like to imagine it as a big scroll of people's names. It's not really, it's just normal paper and various pages. I've signed a roll um, in the ACT. Every lawyer who has been admitted to practice has signed a roll. It's a nice formal occasion. 
it's it's pretty ceremonial and it's something special. So I can only imagine that when a lawyer's name is struck off the roll, it's very sombre and it's something that obviously carries a very, very heavy weight for the lawyer involved. And also it's a decision that is not taken lightly by the court and by anyone who's recommending to the court that someone's name be struck off. Thanks again for listening. Hopefully you've learned something. This is episode 50, so I've made it to a half century, which is pretty cool. Definitely did not expect to do that. When I started out with this podcast, it was just on a whim because I wanted to create and put some information out into the world and because I like talking to people about the law. So thanks again for listening. I'll be back again soon with another episode of the Not Just a Lawyer podcast. This is Sarah Avery of Sarah Avery Legal Practice. Go out into the world, be excellent and have a great day. Thank you.